1: The course! We are dead! We are all dead! We were supposed to make the world a better place. What
2: happened? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore!
3: I know Kung Fu.
2: You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! This whole thing is insane! This whole thing is insane! 300 years ago, you'd have been burned at a stake. What do all men of power want? More power.
3: This is now the United States of Zombieland. This whole thing is insane. Man is
2: evil, capable of nothing but destruction. Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert of the real. You are
3: There can be only one.
2: Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? You're such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher, as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you
1: really are afraid of is me. Happy heresies and welcome to the desert of the real. Heresy shouldn't be this much fun, but it is, it just is. Especially with the latest AB Live, audio version for thee in this eternal now. Esoteric researcher, modern Gnostic and scientist Ola Wolny arrived at the virtual Alexandria with disturbing and amazing research. The Gnostics claimed that the stars and planets were a chief tool of the Archons. The Zodiac was nothing more than a code that determined humanity's fate. And that fate was always doom and destruction. Even our very DNA was imbued with tragedy and slave instincts. It seems that the Gnostics were utterly right. And much of ancient texts and myths point to this reality. From Babylonian cosmology to Hermetic lore. Just as bad, modern astrology is part of the Archonic Matrix, a psycho spiritual trap that further slumbers the soul. How can we break this deterministic machine that traps both secularists and occultists? We mind the mystic ideas of the Gnostics and the promise of Sophia for solutions. Ola's insights will astound you, I assure you. As a bonus for you subs listening in audio, beyond the full heresy, I'm going to include a past interview with stellar author and researcher Michael Feely. His work parallels Ola's, but he focuses more on the Anunnaki and how their control system manifests in modern governments and other institutions. Don't miss it if you want to be liberated from this cosmic Westworld. We need Gnosis more than ever in this Age of Hermes, Philip K. Dick World and Gnostic times. Expect more violence, wars, rising addiction and suicide rates, mass depression, and societal collapse until more look inward while breaking the outward spell of Yaldi Baldi and his Epstein angels. You won't find this high-quality Gnostic and Hermetic wisdom or many of my guests and their unique insights anywhere else in cyberspace or even meat space. Don't forget my voiceover availability for any podcast, commercial, audiobook, documentary, or whatever. I'll bring you stellar results with down-to-home professionalism. Other than that, let us to our latest AB Live. Divided we stand, together we rise, and we're breaking the bonds of stellar fate.
2: The universe is deterministic. It's godless and neutral and defined only by physical laws. The marble rolls because it was pushed. The man eats because he's hungry. And effect is always the result of a prior cause. The life we lead with all its apparent chaos is actually a life on tram lines prescribed, undeviating, deterministic. I know it doesn't feel that way, Sergei. We fall into an illusion of free will because the tram lines are invisible. And we feel so certain about our subjective state, our feelings, our opinions, judgments, decisions. then those decisions can only have been the result of something prior. Where you were born, how you were brought up. The physical construction of your particular brain. It's the nature-nurture matrix, exactly like the nematode worm in your simulation. It's more complex, more nuanced, but still. At the end of the day, cause and effect. I hope you understand what I'm saying, Sergei. You made no decision to betray me. You could only have done what you did.
1: welcome everybody to ab live a uh, branch of aon bite this is episode 99 yes 99 red balloons have gone by and this is definitely a big red balloon a big red pill i would say my name is miguel connor and i am your pompadus of gnosis so welcome everybody i see people already going into the chat room if you're wondering Vance our producer had a last minute work commitment so he won't be joining us so it probably means I will probably I will only be able to take questions that are super chats but uh, I will do my best and I'm sure you guys will behave in the chat room uh, yeah take care of each other but today we are I'm very excited to be joined here at the Virtual Alexandra as I call it by Ola Wolny. Ola, thank you very much for uh, coming on.
4: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the invite. I'm really, really excited. And good evening, everybody.
1: Good evening. Yes, here. Well, here is good afternoon, wherever you are. I guess it won't matter because we are in a construct. So yes, Ola, your ideas mm-hmm. as uh, we talked about uh, are fascinating. I think there's a lot of innovation to them. And they are definitely very Gnostic and sort of uh, fill in or uh or really explain a lot of the ancient gnostic ideas in a modern way certainly in an esoteric way so uh love your work and your message and what you're doing so uh but first of all let's talk about your uh origin story you're going from a clark kent to a superman how did <laughs> you come into these uh domains of heresy
4: Um, very, very good question. Um, you probably might be surprised because I have a very matrix background. I am, uh, oil and gas engineer by background. So I've worked for, um, over 12, 14 years in, uh, in the deep matrix, as I call it. Um, so I've studied, um, the, the engineering. So, so we kind of have that, that, uh, logical, analytical background very much going on there. And however, I, I would say that I've had a lifelong affair with the esoteric, with the mysteries. Um, and that's been kind of, um, in the background. However, finally, um, I think the, the, the events of the last three years kind of prompted me to come out of the closet properly from the spiritual closet. (laughs) And, um, I, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've spent my life obviously looking a lot at the astrology, numerology, the code, right? Um, I, I think that um, it's absolutely critical for us to understand exactly what we're dealing with. And um, I I think that there's been a lot of great work out there. um, And and there's a lot of people who obviously work with astrology. Um, However, I was always lacking something there. I always felt a little bit like something doesn't make sense. Um, And and you see, when I think that the, the problem is that... When people study astrology, they literally study off of something that's already out there. Um, so nobody goes back to the, to the basics or not very many people, very few people go back to the basics. Um, and even less go back to the ancient texts. Um, so, so this is kind of my background, which comes from you know the fact that I'm an engineer. I need to know everything, you know, two plus two must be four, um, and and this is how we do things. So, I just took that that path of sort of going down to the source and taking it from there. And what I found there. Was I think very very interesting and well here I am now um, you know the heretic of astrology because I'm going against the against the currents so um, I, I I'm I'm kind of in a in a in a way shunned by the uh, by the by the sort of astrology community because I well I've been I've been kind of um, observing and calling out some of the things that i don't really think are the way people um, sort of see them uh, or promote them so so that's the background um and i'm i'm very very excited to to share some of some of those things with you
1: awesome yes <clears throat> let's uh, the gnostics were the heretics to the heretics it looks like you are on your way it's uh <laughs> It's a it's a good club to be in. Um, yeah. And uh, these last few years, a lot of people pivoted uh, and uh, it's been, yeah, as I call this, the age of Hermes because the insanity, the simulation seems to be breaking yeah. down. People have made their pivots and have just decided this is. My one life. This is my one message. Uh, I just gotta go for it. And I, I more or less uh, had the same uh, same journey as you. Well, why don't we get to the main event? You said basically, what is wrong with astrology today, Ola?
4: Um, I, I, I think that uh, the the problem is, and, and, and it's been um obviously stated um for for centuries. So so we have sort of two things going on with astrology. One is it's being ridiculed and it's being laughed at, right, which is kind of one approach to get people away from it, like don't look there because you might find too much. That's that's one way, and that works. You know, probably 80% of people in the world will take that path. It's ridiculous. It's some kind of um, black magic or whatnot. You know, stay away from it. It's nonsense. We have free will, right? Everybody wants to think. Um, and then then you have the, the, the other sort of population. Which is into it, um, which follows it, but this is where the question comes. Um, what are we actually dealing with? So, so when you when you come at astrology, I think in the in the kind of traditional way, um, the. Usually, the, um, the path or, or the explanation is that this is something to do with our development. We are here. There are lessons. We are at school. We're learning. There's a very much evolutionary kind of, um, feel to it. So astrology is very positive. It helps us grow. It helps us kind of, um, evolve into the, 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 the best version of ourselves and you know me being the heretic like like you said you know i i kind of question that because um i think that when you also get to a certain age you kind of see that um certain events in your life keep repeating themselves or or certain people keep coming in certain situations keep happening even though you are perfectly aware of them you have done the work you have done the healing and that continues so so mm. you kind of you know find yourself questioning is the healing not working, or what is going on? What is causing this repetition? Why is it all the time the same stuff? And then you kind of see other people having similar experiences. So, yeah. so this is kind of where I where I where I came from. And obviously, then we have a lot of the uh the teachings which say that, well, we are those great spirits, right? Coming down here, we're part of the um, God source, whatever you, however you want to call it. Um, so if that's the case, why do I have to learn and evolve? Why, why, why? Who, who's limiting us in the beginning so that later we have to learn and evolve? And you see, we are very much programmed. Uh, we're, we're in Kali Yuga, so that's that's kind of normal. Or just 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 just, yeah. just uh, stepping out of there. But in Kali Yuga being the sort of the lowest, the lowest of the of the Yugas, um, we are just programmed to believe that the only way to expand is through suffering. The only way to evolve is through suffering. And that's not true. Because when we had the golden age here, when we had the other um, uh, yugas here, that was not the case. They they would be expanding through development, through doing what their potential was about. And that also led to to, to evolution. So why do we need to suffer? That's not a program. Where does it come from? Mm. so that was kind of my my approach to it and um then i then i obviously landed you know in the in the origins so i've been through the um sumerian the babylonian texts the enuma elish i've, I've read the uh, the creation myth um uh, of the sumerians i've i've been through the, the vedas i've been through Mm, the diagnostic test obviously doesn't have so much, so much in, the, in, in, in there, um, and I'm kind of wondering why isn't anybody connecting the dots uh, with astrology here? It, it's it's not even hidden; it's in plain sight. If you have a little bit of astrology background, you you really should be able to connect the dots here. Um, and this is where it kind of all came to me that what we are dealing with here is effectively this is this is no school this is not a mechanism of you know evolution this is more like a prison and and you know this is more uh like we're dealing with some kind of code a cracked code to some kind of construct which we found ourselves in that is astrology that for real is astrology it is the code it is and i call it the code to the matrix um, and I, I've done a little bit of work and I, I kind of, I always try to uh, illustrate things and, and make it, you know, easy to understand. So, so I've done a little bit of work to, to kind of show how I see it, which, which really ties back with the, um, uh, well, with the cosmology of most of the um, ancient cultures. So, so pretty much um, kind of takes you to, to wonder what is it that the ancients were really trying to tell us.
1: Well said, indeed, and yes, I have been arguing that we live in a prison planet. Uh, but uh, and the evidence, like you, it's it hits you in the face. It's like an alcoholic realizing he's mm-hmm. an alcoholic, and it's that's the good news. <laughs> people yeah. go, "Well, that's terrible." I said, "No, that's the good news because now you see reality." But so you say that what people are practicing today is not real astrology, because and you you offer astrology service uh, as your in your website right or what's the what's the issue with ancient and modern astrology
4: right so 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 there's a few things going on here i the way i look at astrology i don't really offer you know astrology per se as a service because i actually would love for people to understand what cards they've been dealt with this is what i do i show you the cards that you've been dealt with, I explained to you what you're dealing with, what you got um in store for you from the from this construct, from this matrix, and this is in your astrology. So in order for us to really lift out of this, You first have to know what you're dealing with. You first have to know what kind of limitations, what kind of talents, what what is it that you're dealing with here? And only then, obviously, you can kind of work with it. But ultimately, ultimately, we should be raising above it. And that's the big question. How do you lift out of it? Um, so, so this is, this is, this is part of my work. This is what I, this is what I do. I kind of decode for you what kind of cards, um, you, you've been dealt with and what do you do with them? How to best play them and actually how to try to start moving out of the construct.
1: And this is through understanding again astrology. I mean, yeah, what you said uh, makes perfect sense. The Gnostics and others, uh, even the Hermetists, wrote about how the stars are what exactly. imprison us. They're part of the, the the mechanism that creates our fate, and our fate is always to be trapped in this world, to fall for our base desires, to never really look beyond the stars. And they, they wrote a lot from the Valentinians to the Sethians to the Pista Sophia about how Absolutely. to break the stars, break the Zodiac. I mean, there's one scene in the Pista Sophia, which makes me I always really laugh because Jesus, like some Superman, you know, like in the first yeah. Superman movie where he's changing time, yeah. he like flies up and he just tilts the Zodiac just a few degrees. And that confuses the archons, but that allows more souls to escape. So, um, so basically, the ancients they knew that these stars were part of the code. And uh, what what was their their takes? Let's talk about, let's say, the first real star map drawers, the Babylonians. What insights right. did you find from their work? And their right.
4: Well, well, first of all, um, if I if I may, if you if you think about the um, cosmology of pretty much every single culture, from the Incas through the Norse mythology, where obviously I'm I'm here in in the Arctic, Um, the the, the Maya, the Aztecs, the Egyptians, Babylonians, Vedas, everyone's cosmology was showing pretty much similar picture of something that we now interpret in the kind of mainstream mainstream, um, uh, narrative, we interpret that as a flat earth. Whether that's a flat earth or not, I don't, I don't think we need to kind of go into that discussion. That's a kind of a bit different discussion. However, overall, the picture is there is some kind of land and over that land, we have a firmament. So this is where the, the, the flat earth come, well, came from, right? Okay. But what I'm saying is, is that the right interpretation? Is that what they were really trying to tell us? And when you look at the text, such as Pisa Sophia, or even the um, Codex Hermeticum, right? Um, Both of them, and and there is obviously a lot of similarities there, even if you throw in the Emerald tablets, which which talks a little bit, um, well, it kind of goes down instead of up, but still everything here is talking about the same uh, structure, the same construct, which is um, ultimately permanent above, with some kind of spheres, some kind of levels, which, what do we do with it? How to understand it? Well, well, you know, me as an engineer working those texts out, the way I see it, including the um, Enuma Elish interpretation of the, um, of the creation myth, To me, we are in a construct of some kind of other civilization that was here, some, someone that came here, right? Which is, which is, uh, goes by the name Anunnaki or, or however you call them. Archons, ultimately Archons, they are using us. They are, um, utilizing our energy and by use of very advanced technology. This is how I see it. Very advanced technology. They have managed to set some kind of construct above the space that we're in. I think it's almost like a biocapsule type of thing where we are in a closed um, environment, the firmament above us, above which we have the technology, And that technology, literally, some kind of um, artificial intelligence, whatever is probably technology, you know, thousands, thousands of years ahead of us, which, which, no, no point even going into how it works. However, it's very clear from the the Gnostic texts that the planets have been fashioned. So they've been, they've been sort of grasped into that kind of net. They've been given certain um, powers. And ultimately, those powers are exerted upon Earth. How? Well, this is where the mind control comes in, right? I mean, it's called mind control for a reason. We also have chakras. What are the chakras for real? Are are we, you know, have we been uh, implanted with some kind of receivers to to, to this technology? Because obviously, it's very clear in Hermetica, in um, Pisces Sophia, that Um, And Jesus says that in in PC Sophia, that there is no escape from fate, right? There's no escape from destiny, which means that ultimately until you know what's going on, you will be under the influence of that mechanism. So how is it communicating? How is it working? Well, probably it is working through that technology, which is somehow um, connecting to us. And it's literally what we think is a free will, is not so free, right? It's more like the result of some predestined um uh, codes
3: mm-hmm. so
4: so here we are acting out and and mind you i don't i I don't want to sort of make it so fatalistic and 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 so um uh, <laughs> so so bad i I don't think that everything um is predestined because because we are divine so ultimately we do have a connection um with the source or something greater than this construct this is why they are using us for energy otherwise that they wouldn't be able to suck the energy out of us because we wouldn't have it so the question is they are they are trying ultimately to make it impossible for us to connect to that divine spark that's why we have all this control. That's and, and this is also how they take the energy out of us. And I always say that, you know, they, they kind of use two different routes for that. One of them being the passive one, which is the Zodiac. So kind of steering your life, giving you the traumas in the childhood. So then you spend 40 or 50 years of your life stuck and acting out, you know, the unconsciously all those traumas and, and having all those kind of issues. Um, and the, the, the active one, which is what we've seen, for example, over the last three years, meaning the fear campaign and the all the all the all the false flags, etc. So that they just kind of navigate their their agenda while we are steered into certain responses, certain behaviors, certain emotions. This is this is where I kind of um, arrived with with this. Um, and and why why am I talking about them taking our energy? Well, um, you see, you, you, you've obviously heard um, about uh, the the Anunnaki, the the story of the Anunnaki coming oh, yeah. here to mine for gold, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's the story.
4: That's, that's the story. So so you see, so I question that story. Because I don't believe for a moment that a, a, a highly advanced civilization is, whether it's flying or coming through some portals so or however, is, is coming here to this plane and they need slaves to, to, to mine for their gold. It doesn't make any sense if you have such a technology to even arrive here. Use the machine,
1: yeah. yeah
4: then, then get on with it. You it's know,
1: like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I'm just coming for gold, and I need slaves. Yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, I mean, if you have such advanced technology, then 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 use it for, for that. So why do you need why do you need human? And then we we have to remember that um, these texts they've been written thousands of years ago, they have been tampered with. They've been played with, they've been changed. And on top of that, we're dealing with translations. So could it be that the texts have been mistranslated into gold from the original, um, what is gold in Latin, aurum, Mm -hmm. right? Aurum, aurum, however you want to pronounce that. How close to aura, the energy field so, so was it originally aura that was meant, not aurum, mm-hmm. gold as the, the metal? So, so perhaps the real meaning is, and this is what I'm advocating, they came for gold, which is aura, which is the, the energy. So they came to mine for, for energy, right? So, so, so they had to create some construct to be able to do it. And this is what they've done. The, the whole matrix construct, the firmament, the what's above the firmament, and the constellations, specifically in Pistis Sophia, we have the fate at the second sphere. We have the aeons, which are corresponding to the 12 um, zodiac signs. So we have the 12 constellations. We have the planets that have been also caught in this net so that their movements are ultimately steering this whole mechanism and the effect is imparted upon us. Oh. This is the way that they are literally generating those emotions, those reactions, um, and sucking it sort of out of us. Um, this, is, this is kind of where I, where I arrived with, um, with this concept.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices.
1: No, it makes uh, perfect sense that uh, they are, uh, create, even uh, we talked before the interview how uh, your ideas of the code are uh, very much parallel the Pista Sophia and the Secret Book of John, the idea of the counterfeit spirit. It's this right. programming that gets put in us before we are born, you know, as our our spark falls into matter. And all our dooms and everything is sort of uh, programmed into us. It's inside and outside. It's again, right. this is good news. How bad it is, it's bad, but that's the good yeah. news. And, yeah, uh, and,
4: and and totally. And I think it's it's um it's it's pretty clear in specifically in PC Sophia. This is like a it's like a handbook for you know for this. It's, it's amazing. Good. You know, it's it's so clearly described that um so so you kind of you you have two things going on here, right? You have You have souls that are already trapped here and if those souls um and and even mary uh, magdalena she talks about it if you do not resurrect in life after death forget it it's too late you 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 know you're, you're you're it's it's too late it it's not gonna happen so so what does that mean if you don't awaken if you do not become initiated into the mysteries Right of ultimately how to die, how to die so that you do not um, end up on the reincarnation cycle, which is clearly described both in the Hermetic text and in Pity Sophia. Um, if you come back, uh, if you if you die and you go to the light, you come back on the reincarnation cycle, on the reincarnation loop, which throws you back on Earth. So this is that kind of loop that works. Under the feminine, if you like, so this is this is part of the uh, the, the working of this uh, of this construct, um, or some other souls, and this is this is what Jesus um, explains, right? They kind of are able to come from the outside, and they know how to get out of here. Um, so so this is this is where we are. This is how it works. Um, if you don't know how to get out of here. You will reincarnate back down here. This is this is what the um uh I think it's uh in the in the Hermetic text it's it's said that you will be tossed between heaven and earth forever. Um <laughs> good perspective, right?
1: Uh, but again, yes, yes, in eternal forgetfulness and all that. So so basically yes, I uh, I love your what you're creating or what you're understanding. Uh there these end entities, like Archons Anunnaki, yeah. uh, sometimes I call them cosmic programmers because yeah. they're not very sophisticated, they're just in charge. And then yeah. these these other forces from beyond, Sophia, Jesus, Simon Magus come and give us information, you know, like Morpheus, yeah. you know, hey, wake up, yeah. wake up, here's the red pill. Is what? You, what do, do you feel that the elite or those in power in this earth know this secret and are working Absolutely. with these forces? Because there's Absolutely. a saying I always say: uh millionaires don't practice astrology, billionaires practice astrology yeah. because they know that these rituals, whether it's 9/11 yeah. or rockets in the sky, or you know, secret societies give them power. At least they can honor these beings, if you
4: will. Yeah, right. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. There's no question about it. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, the Um, I, I specifically went into the Babylonian astrology when I've noticed that the elites with the um, entertainment they, they served us over the past three years, they specifically followed some of the omens really? and some of the... Yeah. Um, really? uh, yeah, it was specifically from Babylonian astrology. Babylonian astrology is the, um, as I call it, this is the astrology of the elites. So if you really want to know what's coming, what they are planning, this is the astrology to follow. Um, not the Western, because the Western is uh, is using the, the tropical zodiac, which is stuck 2,000 years ago. It's not moving. It's not accounting for precession of equinoxes. So it's so-
1: outdated.
4: Uh, it's i i don't i you know most of the 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 the, the sad thing is that unfortunately a lot of the the, the tropical astrologers, they don't even know um, that this is the case because they don't kind of understand the mathematics behind it. So, right. so they just kind of go along with w- what it means, what it, each sign means, and, and, and this is where we are. And, and then there's this explanation of it goes by seasons and not by constellations. What seasons? It's, it's a zodiac that got frozen 2,000 years ago. Um, so so obviously we uh, were talking about the Babylonian, or the Vedic, it's the same um, principle, um, which is the ancient, this is the original, and it is accounting for procession of equinoxes I mean this is why we're talking about Age of Aquarius right because of right. the procession of equinoxes so here we are and just like you say the elites absolutely know it um, and the last three years a perfect example of that uh, with the idea of um, you know the pandemic uh, because it was it was specifically the energy in the ether if you like was very very supportive towards that which means that you didn't have to have any real pandemic, you didn't have to have any real crisis around that for people to buy into that. And that's what happened, right? And now the next um, cycle that we are in um, is to do with... Well, this is actually specifically, we're talking about um, Mars uh, and Scorpio, Mars, heliacal rising of Mars in Scorpio, which is to do with hostilities, wars, and here we are being presented with the idea that we have conflicts, right, in the world, and everybody's buying into that because that's the energy supportive of that kind of narrative, so they know exactly what's coming. They know exactly what you see, And, and mind you, this monkeypox nonsense, right, what, what happened to that what, what, uh, what, what, where's the marketing team for that it's not supported, <laughs> you know? it's not supported anymore it's not no, supported no. anymore that's why it failed that's why it failed this, there is no energy to support it anymore so right. they had to move alongside with those cycles they had to move into a new narrative which is what we have now so so very absolutely clear that they are aware of it um and uh, they are using it however the good news okay
3: is <laughs> the good news
4: is that um the reason why in my in my view okay I'll, I'll tell you what i think the the reason why they are getting desperate um and there's a lot of things that are going on that are looking really really scary is because we kind of have three things going on right now. This is actually really, really special time and the age of aquarius is only a part of it. We have the end of kali yuga. Mm-hmm. We are leaving kali yuga right now. That coincides with the beginning of the age of aquarius. That energy is already upon us. And the third thing and this is this is absolutely beautiful. The third thing is the fact that due to the procession of equinoxes, we have come to a point where at the um, uh, winter, um, uh, the the sort of 20, 21st of um, December, so um, more or less at the solstice, but it kind of starts a little bit earlier, at that very, very special time, we have an alignment with the galactic center. Our sun has the alignment with the galactic center. The sun is a portal. So massive, original, beautiful energies of the original design for this space are coming in and they are activating people and they are also um, working with the energy of the planets uh, and this planet specifically. So there's a lot of energy. So, So we're talking about convergence of three massive cycles here and they know about it and they fear it because you see they cannot they cannot do anything against it they cannot they cannot fight against it so what are they trying to do they are trying uh, with all their ideas to kind of utilize that energy for their purposes but you see you have people waking up and you have people not buying it and and i'm sorry there will not be mass awakening but there will be enough but there will be enough people um you know the, the cycles are the cycles they will happen so that's the that's the good news
1: yeah good news and this is this this year or the- it's
4: it's ongoing this is not like it's this is not like specifically bound to a year because obviously the the procession of equinoxes it's very very slow so uh, we are in those bounds um we've been there for probably for a decade you see when we when we're talking about the end of um uh End of the world by the Mayans, right? Twenty twelve. Um, right. That happens to kind of coincide with the Kali Yuga, end of Kali Yuga, around that time. Uh, so, so probably they've been talking really effectively about the end of that era. Around the same time, we have this going on. So this is not a this is not a sort of um, distinct event like one year and that's it. This is a an ongoing energy. However, we are already in it. And they know it Um, and this is they have this is why they have an agenda for it right but I think the more people um, find out and and sort of um, do what they have to do what's what's your mission what is it that you feel you came here for um, this is this is the way to do it and by the way age of Aquarius it's not a it's not a man the Aquarius the Aquarius is a and from Pistis Sophia, right? And from the other agnostic text, this yeah. is this is the lady with the anointment jar.
1: It is, yes, yes. That is true. Good point. Uh yeah, love what you're love what you're saying. Uh and yeah, as I often say in the show, this may not be the best time to be alive, but it's the best time to be awake. There are energies, and if <laughs> you wake up. Yeah. You'll finally break the cycle, not with, not just the cycle with your relationships and parents yeah. and job, which we're all trying, but bigger cycles where we'll yeah. experience yeah. freedom and ecstasy and bliss and all these, and help others find ways to help others wake up. So it's a, it's a hard time, but it's an exciting time um, uh, for the audience. Again, Vance had a last minute work. Uh, yeah, he had to deal with his archons and his fate. Yeah. So uh, no questions unless you super chatted, but everybody, there's about a hundred people in the chat and everybody's behaving. So good job, Ola. They're paying attention to you instead of sometimes somebody, they'll get into an argument about something and infighting. So life is good. But what I wanted to ask, and I think these uh, all your ideas are intriguing, but this one really got me because it answered so much. There was a... uh, there's a mystic called Gurdjieff and he came up. He one time said, "We are food for the moon," and nobody figured it out. I've had guests who've written biographies who said, "What is it?" He's like, "I don't know. It doesn't make sense." He just said one time, "We are the food of the moon." But your ideas on the moon being the fake Venus uh, are really amazing. Could you share the audience? Uh, share with yeah, the audience. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Um, so. Back, back to um, uh, Enuma Elish, One of one of the uh, one of the texts which I think pretty pretty clearly um, states that um, the moon is a fake construct uh it's it's not it's not real if even if you sort of take the science out of it right because the science itself doesn't make sense like how is it possible that something that's supposedly natural is absolutely the same size as 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 the sun Mm -hmm. sort of given, given, given the the distances and then we have the eclipse which is perfect and it's just a lot of a lot of things which clearly show that um something is off here you know you cannot have a natural phenomena where uh, it's so perfectly synchronized with the movement of the earth etc that we never get to see what's on the other side I mean, nothing nothing makes sense here um so so in the in the ancient texts um um it's it's pretty clearly stated that this is a fake construct. It's been placed uh, in place by the by the Archons um, as they were fashioning the, um, the, the whole construct, uh, yeah. the, 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 whole, the whole matrix construct, as I call it. And you see, back um, and, and this is where we're kind of going back to the to the to the better days, to to perhaps the, the golden age or closer to the times before. Um, yeah. The the archons came and and uh, took control here. It's pretty clear that um, back back in a day, back in 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 previous eras, it was Venus that was followed, yeah. and Venus also holds. Um, uh, that's the whole story of Pisces Sophia. You see her being sort of just under the the 13 aeon, but not of the other aeons. What does it mean? Well, it means that where the Archons came and they tried to um, create this construct and they tried to grab the planets to serve them as a part of this construct and to kind of give them certain um, uh, powers so that they work as part of that um, uh, system. Venus they were not able to do that with her they were not able to force Venus to kind of work for them Venus is the twin sister of earth and she continued. so they were trying this is this is where we get this whole chasing and trying to intimidate uh, PC Sophia in the Uh eons this is This is literally a parallel to the Archons trying to catch Venus and kind of get her to work for this matrix. But she does not do that. And again, what is Venus and what is the why Venus and the feminine? Here is back to the feminine and here is back to the Aquarius and now the era of um, uh, Aquarius. So, so why Venus? Venus held mysteries of how to die to get out of here, mm-hmm. and all these all these cultures before us they were following Venus they knew exactly them you have the Mayans following Venus you have you have all the cultures following Venus it's very very clear what later became the worship of the moon was originally worship of. Venus, I maybe not worship is not a good good uh, name. However, that's where it came from. So, Matrix knew, or the Archons knew, that Venus holds these mysteries, and that that was literally written in her movements her movements are very very specific around around the sun um, there is there's a lot of wisdom that that you can if you know how to decode it there's a lot of information when she when venus goes um into retrograde and there's a very specific period um, uh, that she goes into retrograde uh, for the 40 days the 40 days which are very often mentioned in the bible right that the, the 40 here, 40 there, um, so, so when, when she goes into retrograde or even whenever she, she actually starts approaching the sun, she becomes invisible,
3: mm. what is
4: that? This is the parallel to the descent to the underworld, Inanna's descent to the underworld, the mm. mystery of that, what does that mean, what is that about? this is what they changed the story that they changed so much the the current version of of uh, inanna's descent to the underworld is not what it was before Mm -hmm. so so venus held in her movements and in her wisdom the pc sophia i mean that is the parallel to venus right Right. she held the she holds the mysteries of life and death and the archons knew that and on top of that, they couldn't control her. They tried, but they couldn't. They caught her in a net. So ultimately, she was caught in the net. That's why in PC Sophia, this is ex- explained as Sophia has been uh, sort of under the 13 e- Aeon, right? She's kind of not of the 12, but she's not in her original um, uh, place either. <laughs> so, So, what they knew is that they couldn't control it. The only thing that they could do is that they could replace it. They could could try to shift the attention from where it originally um, was to something else that was working for them. Mm -hmm. And this is where the moon comes. So the moon gets created... And you see, obviously now probably I will piss off a lot of women who are perhaps very connected to the moon and they think that these are the moon mysteries and all that. Oh,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. the witches dancing under the moon. Exactly.
4: And and I'm here to tell you it was never the moon that uh, the witches, the true ones, you know, witches meaning the wise women, that's not what they were ever worshipping. It was never the moon. The 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 counterfeit
1: Venus, it's a construct.
4: It's absolutely so. So the fact that, um, for example, our um, the, the feminine cycle, right? It, it's kind of the thirteen, the number thirteen, coming up right. all the time. Well, the number thirteen actually comes from Venus, and uh, the, the fact that uh, a woman uh, has thirteen cycles in a in a in a year, and and every. Every month, right? She 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 has her cycle. I mean, think about it, even from a logical point of view. Uh, when you look at nature, what other animals? Even while well, looking at nature, is there any animal who is able to, um, you know, produce more slaves? Let's 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 <laughs>
3: call it what it
4: is: twelve months, twelve times a, a year. I'm sorry, but this is what they want. This is what they want. And this is not nature. This is the construct. With animals, it's much easier because when they are in heat, this is when they can obviously have, um, uh, they can get pregnant. But with women, it's the opposite. Everything is inverted, Uh, right? uh. Very different and very difficult. So what does it do? It makes women uncomfortable. It makes women scared. It takes away all the pleasure and all the magic because women don't know what's going to happen. So you right. see why why this beautiful mystery has been rid of all these beautiful aspects. Is that nature? This is not nature, and this is this is connected to the moon. You see, very often in the um, in the in the artwork back from the day, you will see the um, uh, the horns, right? Uh, no. And. The- the horns or the sort of uh, crescent moons. And they will say, oh, this is the crescent moons. Because, because those goddesses from back then, they were worshipping the moon. They were not worshipping the moon. The crescent moons, as we call them now because we think it's the moon, that was Venus. Venus has phases. Oh. Venus has phases. So the fact that moon has phases comes from the fact that Venus has phases. Venus is the one that you can actually see as the crescent moon as she moves around the sun and as she dances with, with the earth. So the whole idea of uh, phases comes from Venus. People don't know that. The This is the same. So, so, so those crescent moons are not moons. This is Venus. Wow.
1: Well, did you hear that? No more howling at the moon. No more barking at the moon. No more... Well-
4: well, you see, that's interesting because the howling to the moon, very good, because we think that uh, when the wolves howl to the moon, it's, 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 it's such a great thing because it's the full moon. In the witches' tradition, the wise women, um, and, and this is kind of wisdom that's still repeated uh, amongst women, that the, especially the older one, if, if they kind of still know this oral tradition, they say that whenever the wolves howl at the moon, it's to scare it away because they know that the moon steals the soul.
1: Wow, that makes sense. Yeah, so like, like for Saint Yeah, it's yeah it's devouring. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely,
4: absolutely. And even in PC Sophia, right, the moon is mentioned as part uh-huh. of the matrix um, uh, mechanism, part of the, and specifically, where, where is it uh, present? For reincarnation. This is the part of the reincarnation machine.
1: No, that makes that makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. And the other thing, too, uh, I, uh, well, I had talking to a friend and he did some research and he, he, I remember him telling him, and you know, I did this research of comparative mythology and most deities associated with the moon are male. And I'm like, but that makes no sense. The moon is so feminine. But the reality is the ancients knew it was no, it was part of the whatever the male force oppressive male force so so basically there was a time where women could basically regulate their fertility at will there was, it's a sink because i was looking at a show with uh, a guest marguerite uh, regalioso and she's done this research how not only was there an ancient time where women could control their fertility yeah. but they could actually conceive you know Absolutely. there are that, yeah, and they could conceive these godmen or these great messiahs, and they lived in the temple and just yeah. meditated 24-7 and ate well, and they would bring out these heroes. And Jesus might have been one of these heroes that Mary brought out because they're very enlightened, they're very powerful, they're, yeah. they don't have the effects of fate, if you know what I mean.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's exactly, um, that's exactly what we're talking about. And even, even up to um, the the 70s, especially in the indigenous cultures in the the sort of the the ones that were always living a little bit closer to the nature away from the from the matrix, um, women could still regulate their um, cycles. So, so they were still able to to control it, and now, unfortunately, there is just too much of the the, the technology above us. that uh, it's it's very very hard for women to to be able to steer away from it. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very very important as a first step to understand that unfortunately there is nothing um good about connecting to the moon, um paying any attention to the moon. Not great, you know. I I do not follow any full moons, et cetera, which most astrologers do. I don't. There's nothing, there's nothing good about it. You know, this is part of the matrix construct. If you pay attention to it, you're feeding it. So you're giving it what it wants. It wants your attention. It has your attention. And you don't even know about Venus. So here it is. And Venus holds the mysteries of how to get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah very true follow venus guys uh and ladies uh so it's interesting because in the in the bible uh when eve gets punished by uh the demiurge she you know you're gonna have cramps and periods are gonna be painful so basically what he did he didn't really curse her he just built the moon to punish eve <laughs>
4: I mean ultimately, right? That that's 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 another story. It's uh, absolutely it's part of the um hmm. it's 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 another big big story because of the, the whole feminine, right? What happened with the feminine? Uh why why did the Archons went after feminine? And then you kind of go back to the to the story of Inanna and Enki, right? She mm-hmm. she and her powers, she had those powers which which are explained in the in the in the in the story of inana and enki took them away and mind you the the story is written by the victors not by the losers right so 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 we have to always take those stories with a pinch of salt because they've been already tampered with um and so so what, what does it really mean it means that we have the the male gods we have the patriarchy coming in taking away something that belongs to women there are feminine mysteries that are being taken away and the men are trying to um overtake them trying to practice them they cannot practice them because you know some things can be unfortunately done only by women um the inversion look at the inversion going on today Look look, look what's happening, right? I mean, look, look as the as this agenda is progressing, why? Because they know that the age of Aquarius is the age of women remembering their mysteries. Mm. Women remembering, I don't want to say power because you know, do not ever associate it with the feminists because that is a controlled movement. I'm talking the real deal. I'm talking the ancient mysteries. Uh, even the Cathars, uh, they said when, uh, um, when the, when the last sort of, um, of the Cathar leaders was, was burnt at stake, he said that, um, uh, in 808 years, the yeah. Cathars will start to sort of being born, reborn again. Those back then yeah, will be oh, coming that's... back now. The time is now. They are already amongst us. So, and they know, they know the mysteries. You know they already know the mysteries from back those times right so those mysteries are coming back and the elites they know about it they know so, you know the twin towers you mentioned before right the 911 so so the 911 were two towers and of course it was more objects that were uh, uh bond right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <At the time. laughs> so so but the twin towers and and you know you always have to look we have to look, go and look past the money past the politics it was never about that these people are doing um occult rituals here so okay. the two towers the twin towers if you look at the tarot the two towers is the priestess card, right? Mm-hmm. The priestess is the lady sitting between two um, sort of pillars. These are the two towers. And the, the, the priestess in the tarot is the Piste Sophia. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a ritual, everything that's happening. And then we have in France, Notre Dame, right? Taking down of the Notre Dame. What the, what's Notre Dame? Our Lady. Our Lady. Back to Mary Magdalena, they know exactly who's coming back here and what is coming back. And they're trying to maybe not prevent it, but they are, there's a lot of occult things going on, which is playing and tampering with the energy, trying to maybe detour things, trying to, they cannot stop it, but they are trying to start to control it. You see the agenda of literally gender inversion. What's going on right now? Men, men, men becoming fem- female, right? Feminine, etc. Not to mention that we get now. I'm sorry if I'm politically incorrect here. You will you will have to t- maybe take it down. But but I just have to tell the truth because this is why it's happening.
1: And there you have it, you shining crazy diamonds. Ola is surely a rising star in the esoterica and modern gnosis. In our second part, she gets passionate as she shares solutions to break the bonds of fate. As a bonus for you subs listening in audio, as I mentioned in the intro, and beyond the full heresy, I am going to include a past interview with stellar author and researcher Michael Feely. His work parallels Ola's, but he focuses more on the Anunnaki and how their control system manifests in modern governments and other institutions. Don't miss it if you want to be liberated from this black iron prison. Please support this red pill cafeteria if you find any value in the content. It will cost you less than a buck per episode, and that's a deal of many lifetimes. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being yourself, your true self, here in the desert of the real. Hello and goodbye, as always.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.